Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. If you're looking for individualized care for your relationship, someone to help you work through your resentments, I have a team of relationship coaches for that purpose. If you want to learn more, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, click on coaching, and they can get started with you within a few days. Today, I'm going to talk about four mistakes you're making as a blended family. When I send out surveys once a month to my newsletter followers, my social media followers, I often ask them, what else would you like to hear about? What are some topics you want me to talk more about? And this is a topic that I've heard over and over. Can you please talk more about blended families? So here it is. I'm finally talking about blended families. I'm going to go through four mistakes to avoid as a blended family. Now, I have personal experience being raised in a blended family. My parents got divorced when I was around six or seven years old, and my mom and my dad both remarried. So I was raised with a stepmom, I was raised with a stepdad, I had step-siblings, so I know firsthand what it feels like to be raised in a blended family from a child's perspective. And so that's where a lot of these mistakes are going to come out of today. In addition to my clinical experience working as a practicing psychologist, I see these same mistakes happening over and over in blended families today. So let's go ahead and kick it off. The first mistake you're making in a blended family, the number one is the step-parent is the disciplinarian. Now that's a problem. That's a problem for the step-parent to become a disciplinarian. When you become a disciplinarian, it hurts rapport. Every time you correct a child, you reprimand a child, you give the child a consequence, any type of consequence you're giving a child hurts the rapport. And a step-parent doesn't have much rapport. And so if they're the one making the corrections, they're the one making the rules, they're the ones holding that child accountable for their behavior and enforcing the consequences, that's a horrible combination. Because every time you have that interaction with a child or with a teen, it hurts the rapport. So the only parent that should be doing the disciplining is the parent who has the most rapport with the child. And that's gonna be the biological parent. The step-parent doesn't have that rapport. They're a new person, and often they're viewed with suspicion and animosity. You're not my real mom. You're not my real dad. Who are you to tell me what to do? That's what happens. And I can remember moments when those exact words came out of my mouth because I had experience with this. I had a stepdad who was a disciplinarian. I had a stepmom who was a disciplinarian, and we clashed. It created a lot of conflict, a lot of sparks in our family because I didn't have much rapport with them. I didn't even want them in my life because I wanted my actual biological parent in my life, but they were there, they were in my life, and then they became the disciplinarian. So it created all sorts of problems, all sorts of conflict. And so that's a mistake I see a lot of families make, is that a couple gets a divorce, they remarry, and now that new step-parent becomes the disciplinarian. It's a huge problem. So make sure that's not you. If you're the step-parent listening to this, do not be the disciplinarian. You have to defer to the biological parent. It's her or his children. They need to be the ones deciding on the rules and enforcing the rules, not you. And number two, the second mistake you're making in a blended family 
is the step parent doesn't build enough rapport with the children. This is also a huge issue, and I experienced this growing up myself. My stepmom wouldn't spend a lot of time building rapport with me. Once in a while, if my dad would go out of town, then we would have some quality time. But when my dad was home, we didn't have much quality time. Likewise with my stepdad. He rarely tried to prioritize quality time with me. And that's another big mistake because again, if you're a step parent, it's an uphill battle to get your kids or these new kids to trust you, to open their heart to you because divorce is traumatic. When you're a child going through divorce, it's highly traumatic. It creates scars. It creates all these wounds in your soul and in your heart because all of us dream of our parents being together. All of us dream, even on a subconscious level, of having an intact family. Now, having said that, yes, there are exceptions when divorce is recommended. Adultery, abuse, and abandonment. But people get divorced these days for all sorts of reasons. My needs aren't being met. I just don't love them anymore. I'm just not into the marriage anymore. So many people get divorced for really simplistic reasons. And when you do that and there's kids involved, it creates trauma for those kids. It creates scars for those kids. It creates wounds for those kids. And I was one of those kids. So in my family growing up, my parents got divorced young and it created scars in me. It created wounds in me because all I wanted was for my mom and dad to be together, for us to have an intact family. So it creates hurt, creates wounds. And so then you have the step-parent coming in and you already feel negative toward them because what you really want is your actual parent there, but your parent's not there. You have the step-parents, you already, right from the start, you don't like that step-parent. Already from the start, you feel suspicion toward the step-parent. Already from the start, you feel some animosity toward that step-parent. Therefore, if you're the step-parent, you need to be building rapport with that stepchild. You need to carve out quality time on a regular basis. And you're not interacting as a parent to a child. You're interacting as maybe an uncle or an aunt where you're just trying to build that rapport. You're trying to get to know them. You're trying to help them feel safe with you. You're trying to help build some experience and some positive memories with them. And again, my step parents did not do this. They did not prioritize quality time with me. They didn't carve out time to really get close to me or get to know me, and that just made it worse because it just made me feel that much more negative toward them growing up because the, the, the rapport is so fragile between a step-parent and a step-child that unless there is an intentional decisions around spending quality time with that step-child, it's not gonna happen. Number three. The third mistake that can happen in blended families is the biological parent gets preoccupied with their new spouse. And that makes their children or child feel neglected. And this happens all the time and it makes sense. It doesn't mean that you're trying to hurt your child. It doesn't mean you're trying to make them feel unloved, but it's very common. You go through a divorce, you're unhappy, you meet someone new, you fall in love, it's a new relationship, it's exciting. But before realizing it, all of a sudden, your new spouse is getting all of your attention, getting all of your energy, getting all of your focus. And your children, who just went through a traumatic divorce, now feel neglected. Now they feel like that step-parent is more important in your life than they are. 
And I also have memories of feeling like this growing up. I remember my mom, she got remarried and she was really focused on my stepdad, makes sense, new relationship in her life, she was much happier, but that left me feeling neglected. It left me feeling not as important, left me feeling, do I still matter? And that's what can happen. So if you're the biological parent and you get remarried, makes sense you're gonna be into your new partner, it's a new relationship, but make sure you still are focusing on your kids. Make sure you're still prioritizing them, that you're making them feel loved and special because otherwise they're gonna start feeling neglected. The fourth mistake you're probably making in a blended family is when the biological parent bad mouths the other biological parent. This is so common and it's especially common if you've been hurt Let's say you get a divorce because your partner was hurting you or they were mistreating you or they had infidelity. And yes, that created a lot of scars in you, but then you make the mistake of sharing those scars with your children. You start bad-mouthing their other parent. You start telling them what a horrible father they have. You start telling them what a horrible mother they have. You start telling them all the terrible things that their father did, all the terrible things that their mother did. That's a mistake. You don't wanna do that because that is so damaging for the child because now they're getting all these negative messages about their other parent. In your heart of hearts, you always love your biological parents. It's just built in. So then when you start hearing all these negative messages, these negative comments about your other biological parent, it does a lot of damage creates confusion, creates suspicion, creates insecurity. And I also experienced this. I have memories of my mom bad-mouthing my dad, my dad bad-mouthing my mom. It put me and my sister in the middle. And again, it just created negative feelings that didn't have to be there. So if you're in a blended family, those are four mistakes you wanna avoid. Number one, the step-parent becoming the disciplinarian. Number two, the step-parent not building rapport intentionally with the stepkids. Number three, the biological parent being preoccupied with their new parent or new, their new partner, therefore making their child feel neglected. And number four, the biological parent bad-mouthing the other biological parent. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. And be sure to tell one person today about the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If it's helped you, it's gonna help them. For more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you nurture it and care for it, it will come back to life. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.